Can we start? Though? What do you think? Yeah. Are we all good? Yeah. Maybe are you good? Yeah. Yes, I'm good. Fine. Okay. Hello, guys. Welcome to my 11th episode. I'm here today with two Malaysian counselors to talk more about Malaysian mental health and and actually to understand better about mental health because I have no idea what is mental health to be exact. Please welcome Miss Devi and Miss Jaya from Soul Mechanics to explain this to us further. So, hello, Jia, and how are, hello, Devi. How are you been? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hello. Yeah. So, guys, I, I, I've always had this question about mental health and what mental health is. Can you give me a, an explanation of what mental health is? What mental health is? Yeah. That's your question, right? What mental okay. health is? Mental health, a lot of times people think mental health is associated with um, being crazy. Yeah. People always associate it with, you know, some kind of uh, uh, hysteria or you're screaming around, you're doing some, um, some um, things that rarely people do. People tend to associate that with mental health. So what mental health actually is, it, it, it can be associated with the way you process your emotions, your feelings, your thought processes, this incorporates mental health. Can you give me an example of uh, a common mental health? Common mental health issues. I think the common one would be not understanding the difference between sadness and depression. Sadness As and said, depression. Okay. Yeah, sadness and depression. Okay. I think that is very common. Like, a lot of times people tend to misuse or I would say abuse the word depression. depression like, yeah. yeah, a lot of times. Even when people, I don't see people intentionally doing it. I don't see it that way though. But what I see is the fact that people, sometimes when people are sad, they tend to say like, I'm, I've been depressing. Yeah. You know how long I've been depressing for the past two days? <laughs> yeah. And when you have a real person who is actually depressing, when the person come out and say, you know, I'm actually, I feel that I'm depressing. Then people go like, come on, just snap out of it. I had it last week and you know, I'm fine today. So I think this is a real issue because sometimes it's, it saddens me to see that people don't understand. And then they, it's like, you know, they um, always misunderstand the difference between being sad. Like sadness is something like I am sad now. An hour later, I can feel happy or, yeah. you know, I'm back to normal. Okay. Depression is something that's more severe where you will feel numb. You feel nothing. And it's not something that happened for a day or two. It can go on for a prolonged time, two weeks to six months. So oh, okay. people, yeah, I think that is typically the main differences when it comes to sadness and depression. Okay. And sometimes people always see mental health, like when a person is depressing, the person might not even feel the need to get help they always dismiss themselves from going out there and seeking mental health professionals, um, you know, reaching out to help because they always feel that I don't think I, something is wrong with me. I don't think I'm crazy. People see mental health as being crazy. That, that's the common association stigma. that I get. Yeah, the stigma. If I'm seeing a counselor, I mean, something is wrong with me. I'm crazy. What other people would think if they know I've actually gone out to seek therapy? Ah, I see. Okay. 
but but the yeah. thing is, why do you think Malaysians have that thought though? Like why why is there a stigma like that? Uh, do, do, do you think Malaysians are not well educated regarding mental health issues? Yeah, you want to add on that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the first thought when, when, when it comes to uh, mental health, people would just go straight to crazy as being crazy. <laughs> like when, when I was in the, in the US mm -hmm. and therapy is just like a trend, you know, therapy is basically like a trend. People be like, yeah, I'm, seek, I'm, I'm seeing my therapist later on at like 4 p.m. Yeah, you know? it's like, okay, I, I, yeah, it's like a correct, correct. So in Malaysia, it's more of like, um, it's it's more of like a backdoor, uh, you know, services that they actually seek out. So in Malaysia, it's more of like, um, they always associate mental health to being crazy. So if you're not crazy, you don't have to see a a counselor. But if you see a counselor, means you're crazy. So it's already the the stigma, the stereotype, the you know, it's already there. If that makes sense. Okay. Mm. So it's 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 just perception of people. So that's so it's it's, it's basically a, a sheep mentality where somebody decides on that and then people just follow that base. Okay, I get that. Right. So why is mental health important though? It's exactly like how people say, okay, um, you know, if you're having flu. Why is it necessary for you to go to the clinic and get medicines? Why is it important for you to get yourself checked up? Because, because I, I, I don't want it to prolong and get worse lah, for one right. reason. Right, exactly. So mental health is something like that. I always feel that people, you know, when it comes to flu, fever, or even like a certain injury, they're okay to meet a physiotherapist. They're okay to meet a doctor. You know, they, they, they always go and meet people like when it comes to physical health because it's more apparent. It's very obvious. However, when it comes to mental health, people don't put as much initiative. Um, I'm not sure. Is it because it's not like, you know, it is something that only that person could be feeling? at that point of time until they start manifesting it or start projecting it outward. So people always feel that, no, this is something I can handle. This is something that, you know, I can, I can manage it without, I don't have to talk about it. And also the feelings of needing to, you know, feel strong. People are just guarded. We don't have this culture where we can really sit and talk about issues. We are all like, okay, keep running, go. It's, you have to get your straight A's. And then we are like, okay, go run. It's, it's your career now. You have to do something. You know, so we are so obsessed with the idea of okay, keep running after something that we really, we don't really take a moment to sit and think, check our mental health. Is everything okay? Are we stressed? You know? Yeah. So we have like a work-life balance. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also so, like, just to add on to, to what Devi said, uh -huh. it's like when it, with the word mental health itself, like mental, it's already like associated oh, yeah. with, yeah. you know, the <laughs> cognitive, it's yeah. like something is wrong. So if we could just change mental health to like, you know, self-love, let's just go for like a self-love therapy okay. or self-care therapy. Right. People would actually come and seek for therapy rather than, yeah, you know, mental health, mental health, mental health. So it's like the mental right. itself, that word, that particular word, you know, it's already, um, it's already a stigma to begin with. The, the the word mental is already I think so in in Malaysia I think in general because whenever you see somebody we just call mental like the guy you know so in a way right. that, exactly. that that word mental exactly. yes. ah the, it, it by itself holds a stigma already 
I see. Okay. Right. Correct. So correct, correct. we, yeah. So, but but the thing is, I think. So, in what way can we educate the Malaysian citizens so that that this is not a very big deal to like to go and meet a counselor? Like, what can we do to actually make them understand that? Right. Um, the first thing that I do, I mean, this is something that, uh, that's very personal. So, what I usually do is, uh, in my social medias and all this. I attempt to talk about it. So I always share posts with regards to mental health. Um, and, you know, Jay and I, we also have this thought where, okay, we should start coming out with workshops, free workshops, okay. where we can always, you know, I think that's a good way to go out there and break the stereotype. Like uh, we have conducted a workshop before this. So we had like uh, about 10, or I think about 10 participants that actually came in. And out of that, we actually talk about what is anxiety, what are the symptoms like, what are the ways you can manage your anxiety? What is normal? And, you know, we all have anxiety. Just to give you an example, mm -hmm. we all have anxiety. But what makes it like, uh, you know, a disorder or something that is a bit harder to manage is when you find it very difficult to control your symptoms or you start self-sabotaging. You, you don't do the particular work or you just feel that, you know, because you're anxious, you don't attend, a, you, you are not going to attend an interview or you skip your exams because you're just very anxious. So that's when you know that this is not healthy and you certainly need help. So I think creating or you know, running workshops like that is a good way to increase awareness, talking about it. Like, okay. you know, people should just acknowledge the fact that, yes, I've been for sessions and that was helpful. People openly trying to uh, talk about their, their struggle with mental health and, you know, how they came through it. Those are, for me, I think I see that as the ways to um, help people cope with mental health issues or break the stigmas. I see, okay. Just want to go back a bit about depression that, that we were talking about just now. There's a multitude level of uh, depression. Can, can you explain to me what are the multitude, like the levels of depression that a person can go through? Okay. Jay, would you like to explain on that? Okay, with, with right. depression itself, we know that uh, severe depression is called mood disorder. And Devi has mentioned earlier on that if you feel upset, you feel sadness, thoughts yeah. are completely, yeah, numb, lost, um, you know, um, and also at the same time, dissatisfaction as well. Mm -hmm. So those are very different from depression. So people usually who has depression, they they have a very low mood that usually they cannot shake off from. It takes time for them to actually get out of. So like 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 Debbie mentioned earlier on, also like usually you have like a six months period of depression or one year period of depression mm -hmm. rather than like a daily sadness or daily struggles and all that so the symptoms of depression um, you know includes like let's say for example uh, loss of sexual desire that's one okay. thing changes in appetite when you when you notice that you have like unintentional weight loss let's say for example or even weight gain some people stress eating and then they will just gain a lot a lot a lot of weight Okay. And some people just lose a lot of weight. And sleeping as well, uh, you sleep too much or you can sleep too little. You get easily agitated, easily restless. Um, you are easily pacing down and up. And then like uh, also at the same time, maybe some people may feel like extreme fatigue and, and they just want to lie down in bed. They just want to be at home. They, 
there is no social contact with anybody. It's like total isolation. So those are severe uh, depression symptoms. Okay. So usually like for, for us, like let's say we go through things like grievances, for example, we, we go through an amount of sadness, but you're yeah. not depressed, yeah. right? Whereby sometimes you just want to be alone, you just want to, you know, uh, rest and all of that. So that's, that's, another, that's another multitude of depression or multitude of sadness. Mm. Okay. So can, can an event actually trigger a person to be de- depressed or are they born with it? Okay. Um, so I, what I hear you asking is that uh, like depression, is it caused like due to biological factors or, or is or it caused... Environmental factors. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen both, like they have clinical depression and other, the other, other depression is caused more by event. Like for example, breakup. I think okay. that is, yeah, someone can relate with. If you're going through breakup, Everybody can relate with that. Yeah, everyone can relate <laughs> with it. Okay. So you are definitely, um, you know, you're going to experience sadness and some people might, you know, they just can move on after some time. Some people, I know they, they can, they tend to stay in that zone and after a while they get depressed. Yeah. You know, so there is actually a valid reason on why the person is depressing, you know, so mm. such people, they might find it very helpful when they seek sessions. Okay. Because you, you help them understand what was the event that lead them towards depression. And then we slowly walk, walk with them, you know, in the path of them healing with their breakup. We help them, uh, we teach them tools to cope with it. Sometimes some people feel stuck because they feel like they never had a closure or it could be an abusive relationship or it could be something like, uh, you know, um, it, it was so random. It happened at unexpected time, incompatibility. So, you know, we help them really understand, process what happened, understand their own emotions, their own feelings. So we're not going to sit with them and say, okay, you cannot feel sad, move on. Or, or, you know, sometimes when you tell your friends, there's always a difference between talking to a friend, for me, I think, uh, and talking to a counselor. Because sometimes, right, people always like, no, it's okay, I feel sad, I talk to my friend. But we notice that when you talk to your friend, it's very difficult for a friend to actively listen without saying a word. Most of the times, I've seen, unless you're very lucky, you have friends who are very good listeners, most of the time, friends tend to tell them like a few lines and then they will be like, okay, okay, I've, I've experienced that too. And then they will start advising you rather than listening. Yeah. You know, but what you actually need is someone to give you the space to let you shut it up out. and listen. Yeah, you listen, you actively listen, empathize with you. So that makes people feel like so whatever emotions I'm going through is not valid, is it? Am I being dramatic? I've always hear these people saying this to me. I think I'm the dramatic one. I think I just I'm so bad at handling my emotions. You know, I, I'm just bad at this, I'm just bad at that. I'm like Boss, can you, you know, what would you tell if somebody else is going through the same situation? Then they will tell, no, I will tell them you should. It's okay. Be kind to yourself. So I said, you know, take a moment. These are the things you should tell yourself. Let's process it. Take it slowly. You can't push yourself to heal. So sometimes I feel when people rush themselves, like, okay, I'm not supposed to be feeling bad. I'm not supposed to be feeling sad. I'm not supposed to miss that person. It kind of you know, make them depressed in a way because they are forcing to move themselves away from the breakup. Okay. So sometimes events like loss, you know, uh, loss of loved ones can also cause depression. Okay. But depression can be healed from, from therapy and medication. 
Yep. But as far as counseling sessions are concerned, mm-hmm. we don't have the credentials to give or to prescribe medications to our clients. So most okay. of the time we heal using therapies, we using we use various techniques and tools. We try to help our uh, our clients understand where it comes from, process it with them, and then teach them tools to cope with their depression. Okay. So what's the difference between a counselor and a uh, clinical psychologist and a psychiatrist? What's the difference between them three? Clinical psychologist, counselor, and psychiatrist. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay, let me just start with counselor first and then okay. I will, you know. So, let, yeah. it, let us see this like in a hierarchy. So, okay. the first person is actually a counselor. A counselor is a person who has got background in psychology and okay. then they would pursue their master's in counseling. Okay. Okay. And then they go through training like, uh, uh, I mean, both Jay and I, we went through almost 400 to 500 hours of counseling lives, mm-hmm. you know, during practicum and internship. So, we will go through like, was training of trying to apply what we have learned, seeing clients and, you know, understanding. So what is our specialty is we talk to clients, okay, but it's not just a talking therapy. We have our own techniques on how we help to conceptualize the case and understand our clients from okay. where they are coming from, what is the cause of depression, how can we help them. So we use various techniques, okay. One step ahead is a clinical psychologist. Okay. Clinical psychologists are also people with background in psychology. Okay. Okay. But they have a higher speciality in running assessment. Assessment meaning? Okay. Assessment meaning, so they are the people, like we also give assessment, like someone, when we have clients that come in, uh-huh. we also give them inventories to check on their depression rate. Like, is it high? Is it mean? Or is it low? We also do that. Uh-huh. But clinical psychologists are like a specialist in giving assessment. So like, you know, diagnosing a patient uh, with a particular disorder. So clinical psychology has like a upper hand on it. Okay. You know? So they primarily, uh, they are more, um, I think for lack of a better word, they are more into diagnosing symptoms, analyzing symptoms, looking at the symptoms. Okay. You know? So they, they primarily run assessment. Okay. 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 Uh, so I able to follow this far? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, count, so counselors are people who do therapy with people who come in with problems. Uh, clinical psychologists are people who sit down and try to diagnose the person's uh, situation. Right. And now psychiatrists. Yes. So clinical psychologists and counselors, both of them have got background in psychology. Uh-huh. Okay. And then we have psychiatrists. Psychiatrists are doctors. Okay. So they are people who have background in MBBS. So these are like literal any doctors out there, is it? Right. Right. They could be a general practitioner later on they choose to specialize in psychiatry. Ah, okay, okay, okay. okay. Right? Uh-huh. So they deal with bigger mental health disorders like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, uh, clinical depression, okay. you know, those kind of, yeah. So they have the uh, rights to prescribe medications and they heavily focus on symptoms. And then they have like, um, you know, like ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. So these are the th- tools that a psychiatrist would use. Electroconvulsive oh, therapy, ECT. So this is yeah. the one that in the olden days in the asylum where you used to put people through electrical rods and shock them. But right. I, I guess it now... It doesn't look that scary these days. But yeah, so I see a lot of people when they have an issue, instead of going to a, like, you know, sometimes they can be very depressed and it could be the cause of depression could be, um, or, or maybe they could be anxious. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily 
meet um, a counselor first. They will direct go to a doctor. Okay. Or you know, they sometimes they skip all this, then they go to a psychiatrist first. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you know they go to a psychiatrist, and you know such they they start taking medication like antidepressant, for example. Okay. So for me, I'm not against it, but sometimes I think it's not entirely important. It's not necessary. You know, they could, you know, it, it, I think a better way to process is by talking to a counselor, understanding the problem, and then, you know, seeing if, if usually a counselor, if let's say something, uh, we require someone to help uh, or additional help, then we will make referrals. Ah, I see. So, any, so what you're recommending is before a person go and meet a psychiatrist, they should come and meet a counselor first to discuss their problems. It might not yes. be what they think it is. They wouldn't, they might not need the medication that the psychiatrist might prescribe to them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I feel, yeah, they don't really need medications, but people have these stereotypes where they tend to know psychiatrists more than counselors. I think a lot of people now nowadays they think they know better than because Google man they can just go and type in the symptoms and everything will come out. But so if right. a person go if a person goes and types okay. I can't focus I can't look at it like like for example me like you you know you go and type all, all the symptoms and then the first thing comes up ADD okay I got ADD then go and see this go and see a psychiatrist first then the guy say you know what you probably have ADD and then gives you medication yeah. but then when I spoke to you just now a while ago about about all my symptoms and when you were trying to relate and, and then that's when I realized though that I probably might not have ADD and you know I should have met a counselor first before actually going straight away to a psychiatrist so in that way yeah I do see do see a point though. right yes yeah. anything you want to add Gia? Yeah. I mean if you if you look at, at what David just mentioned mm-hmm. she, she basically mentioned like uh, 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 I would say a comprehensive one about all of these three important uh, psychologies, uh, clinical psychologies, counselor, and also uh, what you call this counselor. Mm-hmm. There is already a stigma when you mention, um, you know, people go straight away to psychiatrist instead of counselor. Okay. Right. Really? So with counselor, yeah, you know, that's, that's when you're like, okay, I'm crazy. I'm just going to go take medication because okay. it's just going to yeah. solve everything. Yeah. Right. That's the thing with counselors that we are, we, we just take, we, we're just going to put you down and just we're just going to talk to you and then we're just going to like break it down and let's just let's just let's just not be over dramatic let's just calm down and just take a chill pill and then we'll, we, we'll discuss we'll just discuss you get what I mean yeah so so we've we, we've counseled it's more of like um talk therapy is more of like discussing of what we can do, how we can, how we can assist you, how we can better improve the situation. And if, if this, if let's say uh, within six months, you don't see any progress mm-hmm. and you say like, you know what, Just, I don't see any progress. So I feel like maybe I should, I should, I should go and say uh, clinical psychologist and, and get myself diagnosed. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then before you even, uh, before you even actually resonate up and, and ask us, we will tell you that you need to see a clinical psychologist because then we have already monitored that for the for the for the last six months. Okay. That if we feel like you know what, uh, this is really severe and we don't see progress on our end, then we we'll definitely mm-hmm. let you know that okay, you go, you need to go see a psychiatrist because you need the medication to help us, you know, together to to better your your symptoms or better your situation. Okay. Okay. What are the types of cases that counselors actually handle? Mm-hmm. We actually handle pretty much 
much everything about life. It's everything. It's well-being. Just like what uh, David mentioned. It's like career, relationship, yeah. self-discovery, um, what else? Everything like sadness, depression, whatever. It's just like... Bring it on. Yeah, bring and it on. everything. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Everything bring under the sun. <laughs> So during during a session with a client, what does a counselor do? You guys you guys do more than talking for sure. You guys don't just sit and listen. Though. So what are the techniques that you guys use to actually help your clients? Oh, first of all, thank you very much for acknowledging the fact that we do more than talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That is something that people always associate us with. Talk. Hey guys. So Regarding this, I'm experimenting on a new method where I want to break long podcasts into a maximum 20 to 25 minutes or maximum 30 minutes sessions. So if you're interested to listen to the continuation of this podcast, please click on the next episode.